The Pinball Network is online. Launching Free Play Pinball Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Free Play Pinball Podcast, episode 23. We're back. Bill's back. We What's have a going special on? guest with us. Hey. You know, I heard while we've been absent for the past, like, six months, there's been a few games that have come out, and one of them, we're recording this on July 20th, was released this week. We got to see gameplay. Stern's Venom had to drag us out of retirement, and when we came out of retirement, we would only do it if Dwight Sullivan agreed to join the show, and he did. Dwight, you're here. Hey, I'm glad to be here. It's a lot of fun. I Ah, love seeing both of you. We've talked about this, and you were like, you know, a couple of times, and you're like, I'm so excited for the next game. I'm so excited for the next game. So excited for the next game. I wasn't that excited. I, I was, <laughs> but I didn't say it like that. You're, But you are kind of monotone. So when you say something more than once, I know you're like, you know, deep down, you're the little boy crying out like, this is so going to be awesome. I've, I've been excited for this game for a long time now, but I'm also very nervous because the game, the game breaks some paradigms for me. I mean, not necessarily groundbreaking pinball paradigms, but it's a departure from a mode-based game. Like Mandalorian, you know, is, you know, you play these five modes, you play these three multiballs, you do these other these other cool little modes, and then you work your way toward these wizard modes. And it's very straightforward and vanilla. And and then all the other games, you know, we've I've ever done since the 90s, right, have been mode-based games. This is not a mode-based game. There's there's lots of modes. I mean, everything in it is a mode of one type or another, but there are mini modes and wizard modes and video modes and multiballs, which are modes, and hurry-ups, which are modes. And But it's not like you have to complete this group of modes to, before you can advance. So you don't have to follow a specific order. You have to follow a specific order, but there's it's just not mode-based. Like, okay. It's kind of strange. I don't know how to really call it out yet but it's it's not it's very unique and different and i've been nervous about it forever and i and i've been sort of loving this day approaching yesterday and today are the first days people are getting to see the game but also you know kind of fearing it as well um, but you know what i mean you're stepping out of your comfort zone doing this and you know what well, here I'm, I'm sure feedback has been great though i'm not stepping out of my comfort zone I, this is this is very much i'm stepping more into my comfort zone I'm bringing the rest of the pinball world to, you know, closer to like weird Dwight rules, and, and <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see if they like them or not. I yeah. think it looks awesome. Bill, have you seen any gameplay on it yet? I know you, we were we were kind of talking before we hit record, and you're an early to bed, early to rise guy. There were some streams going um, on the West Coast. The games are currently set up. You guys have all three trend levels set up at Comic Con. Is that correct? The LEs are not there. It's just premiums. Okay. And pros. So pros and premiums are at San Diego Comic-Con. Some yep, very, very lucky individuals have gotten hands on them. I'm not one. There's 18 games at Comic-Con. Wow. That is insane. Eight. Yeah. It's a, it's, they have a, they have a whole, it's, it's in its free play. There's a pop-up arcade full of Stern Pinball machines and 18 Venoms are included. That's nuts. If anybody would like to fund my um, overnight trip to San Diego, I already have room and board taken care of. I just need the flight. I appreciate it. Hit me up, freeplaypinballpodcast.com. I'm excited <laughs> to see them on location because I did watch gameplay last night, and it looked fantastic. The look on everybody's face, essentially, was great. The reception in chat, there were 10,000-plus people watching that stream yesterday. Yeah, that's crazy. It was, it was, yes. and, and ironically, you know, in a, in a land of 10,000 people, I run into you. Who knew? Um, but you were in chat, Jeremy Packer, Zombie Yeti, who did a brilliant job on the artwork. I yeah. I would like to argue this is just from the pictures, possibly one of his best art packages ever. I think it's his best work. So I thought Foo was his best work. 
and then but I now believe that Venom is better than Foo. I'm biased a little bit, but if you look at them side by side, I think you're going to agree with me. His style is so complimentary to that comic book look, and he loves it. He's a comic book guy. He loves that, you know, just that whole genre and style of art. So it's a gorgeous package. I know that this was something that it was not exactly a well-kept secret, but we're all very happy in the way that it played out. Zombie did the art package. Brian and Eddie was doing the layout. And then you were not the sole credited coder on this game. Ray Day also was able to get in on this with you. Ray Day is on my team, but I want to set that record straight. So Ray Day is great, and he's done Mm -hmm. a lot of great work on the game. Um, But the guy who's done, you know, my wingman is Corey Stoop. And and Corey Stoop is an unsung hero. He kind of prefers it that way, but I drag him into the spotlight any chance I get. And he's my, he's been with me since like, since for years and years and years now on almost every single game I've done. Like the, the fast lock system that it, that makes the game really fast. Um, Corey has done all of the heavy lifting on that. And it was a lot of work because we, you know, because it's just really complicated. I, I can imagine. So Corey, thank you for all of the work that you've done on these. Cause it's awesome. And then, Does he code with welding glasses on too? Or is that just something that you do with the lights? He, he, he codes with goggle glasses when he's testing my code. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then sure. Ray, Ray, Ray day, Ray, Raymond Davison is, is on the team, but also is um, Mike Kizavat. And mm-hmm. my two sons have also helped out on Venom, um, James Sullivan and David Sullivan. And then, both sons. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I like it. That is well, so cool. Yeah, All right, so, is... so I'm not going to even attempt. I know that you jumped into chat last night after the big reveal stream on Flipping Out with Friends with Joel Engelberth, and Hottie was on there. Um, we had George Fisher on there and Mike Castleman on there, and it was a great group, a great chat. They know the rules. They, they probably memorize them and can recite them in their sleep, all 32 pages from the rules PDF that is published. I'm just kind of trying to understand, like, how in the hell did you come up with this many ideas? And you're coding the team. You guys as a team coded for four different players or four different characters. Yeah. And each character, it's not like Turtles where, okay, you know, you you aim for different shots and that's kind of the extent, not not taking anything away from Turtles. I love that game. But this game, everybody kept saying that who you play truly changes your experience in the game. Correct. You, you, when you pick, when you pick Peter, the play field changes and the, like the physical ball paths change and the music changes and the rules all off, you know, all have to change or a lot of the rules change and some of them have to change. Like where you, what shots you shoot to lock the ball changes because the ball paths have changed. So all all seven hosts have, you know, different pairs of ball paths, different sets of combinations, combos. They all have, you know, different everything because the game physically changes. But, you know, it, but they, they each have special advantages as well. Like Peter is really good at Carnage Multiball. Um, Eddie is really good at Mayhem Multiball. Um, Gwen is good at Doppelganger. And Flash is good at Playfield Multipliers. That's cool. And then you have your Venomized hosts on top of it. Correct. We have um, Hulk, who has Hulk Smash. So, like, everybody, all the other all the other hosts, they have Spider Sense, which is this really cool new feature that 
that I invented it for for this game. It's it's an action button feature where you you hold you can hold the button anytime during anytime during any battle or multi ball. If anything's going on that you're in danger, just like you know the character, like the spider sense helps them with danger, right? Um, so you can hold the action button down. You go into spider sense mode, then you release it. It it randomly picks one shot, creates a hurry up on that shot, and if you make the hurry up, it helps you with all of the battles going on in the game. It's that's cool. That is really cool. I like yeah, that. I like that new word, contextual. <laughs> <laughs> you you only did that so you could use the word. I'm sure of it now. But this it is, is this is really really cool though. So you progressively level up. As you play through, Correct. not necessarily on one standing, not on a, a true three ball so, game, but as you continue to log in. Right. That was born out of, you know, conversations with Brian. So Brian and I wanted to make a game so that you, you know, the dad. So this is this is what's going on in my head because I have sons. Right. So it's not always mm-hmm. the dad. And it's not always sons. So, you know, it can be it can be, you know, women and ladies and moms and daughters. But in my head, what was going on was was you know the dad the hobbyist the pinball hobbyist brings home a venom installs it in his basement and his you know and his teenage son or his or daughter uh, you know can play with him and both of them eventually can beat the final boss because you just keep leveling up and then so then we had to sort of reverse engineer that and be like well what what would it take to make that happen and and the, the answer was you know you well you you level up as you go, and the higher your level, the easier it is to beat the boss, and whatever that means. And then we're we just keep reverse engineering it so that the higher level you are, eventually you'll beat the boss. And and in stream just now, I just saw Jack do it. He was like level 49. It was pretty cool. That is, so is really attainable. really cool. Yeah. I think he was 44, level yeah. 44 maybe. So he played all weekend. And, you know, over the last two, three days, he had to level up to level 43 across many games. And uh, and then he beat Null. Oh, no, actually, he didn't beat Null. The last thing I saw him do was three. he, he tried three times and couldn't beat Null. So he still hasn't beat him yet. Yeah, but that's nice that it makes it even more attainable for an average player. Yep. You know? In all fairness, yep. he's way better than us, though. Well, and one of the no, too, but that's, that means he that's that means he got to level forty three faster than we will, but and he still hasn't beaten all yet. I think you and I will need to be like level fifty five, level sixty, and then we can beat no. It still take takes shots. <laughs> it it still it it still takes making shots and not draining. But when you can like one punch him, you know that that's that's when you're you know you win. I've heard that if you don't drain, you tend to do better. Yeah, draining draining is the first you know enemy to playing pinball. I've I've heard. I just if you put a rubber band in between the flipper gap, it it'll help prevent that. Follow me for more yeah, life hacks. Yeah, as soon as I installed that, I haven't lost a single ball. It's amazing. It's amazing. One other thing I wanted to mention is you were telling me about the mode where father child playing. You can set it where the flipper you can't cradle the ball. Correct. That's another mode that I invented. Um, I think I invented it for Mando, but now it's in several other games. I think it's in Turtles and Mando and maybe one other, but it's also now in Venom. Um, it's called Impossible Play and Monster Play. What you're talking about is Monster Play, but let me describe Impossible Play. Impossible Play, and these are these are things that you can start 
through the gameplay menu. The gameplay menu, you walk up to the game, you hold in both flipper buttons, it'll take you to the gameplay menu, and then you can talk, you know, then you can scroll your way through and browse the different options, and then you can choose impossible play. And if you choose impossible play, the, there there are little there are little meters that show up above the scores, and they they track how long you're pressing the flipper button. And if you press it for too long, the flipper will die. And so that's impossible play. And the game is set to very hard, so there's there's no extra balls, there's no ball save, and all of the adjustments are set to very hard. Monster play is sort of what you're talking about, is where the the dad can play player one, who player one is on impossible play. He's the monster. And and anyone else, they're on normal play. They get normal, like, the, you know, they're, they're not set to very hard. They can trap up the ball for days if they want to. They get ball saved. They get extra balls and so on. And that was just the coolest feature, you know, having little children that, I, that even, I thought was awesome. Yeah, like I, but like, if you know the Waynas, do you know Mark Wayna and Nick Wayna? Like Nick Wayna is, you know, Mark Wayna works for us. He's our producer. And Nick is, Nick is, Nick also works for us. He, but he's also like a tournament player and he's really good. So now Nick you know, has surpassed his dad, and, like, Nick is the monster. That is such a cool feature. I love the modes like that, too, though, and I love the Insider Connected and being able to track those items. I think it's really cool to be able to do it. It's a fun, like, you know, I don't really, I have everybody over hanging out, and we just want a good challenge, something new. Not not how far can you get, but, you know, how far can you get on impossible mode? I think that's a super cool feature. Yeah, impossible mode and monster play aren't, aren't tied to insider connected at all you don't you don't need insider connected they're just that one game so what insider connected features then are, is there anything special is it, an insider uh, on, connected person on venom that i would have access yes. to logged yep. in versus so not? We, okay. we just launched we just launched this new feature called um progress it's mm-hmm. it, it's game progress so on the insider connected site on the insider connected site if you go to venom and then you tab down to progress It'll show you all of your progress, all of your current progress on Venom and how close, you know, what level you are, how much experience you have, what bosses you've beaten, what team up characters you're carrying into the next game. So that's that's a new Insider Connected feature that we just launched with Venom. That is super cool. I I know I'm scared to look then because I always think I'm doing a lot better than I'm doing when I play. That's what you want, though. You want to feel like you a winner, right? Played yet. Yeah. Well, not Venom, I haven't, but in general, anything I play, I always think I'm doing better than I am. Um, before too long, we're going to we're going to move that same feature to Turtles and Mandalorian. So, because Mandalorian and Turtles both have progress that you've saved, like Turtles mm-hmm. has what level you know what level each turtle you have, and and why that's a good idea to keep them at what, a certain level, and and that's going to come to Turtles, and Mandalorian has your average percentage in the encounters. And how much Beskar you've collected in your whole lifetime. Nice. I'm excited to see it. Very excited yeah. to see it. When did the game start in development? When did you find out you guys were doing Venom and you were working with Brian again? All right, so one of the things that I really always am curious about, but I, you know, we always wait till till a game gets announced to ask these kinds of questions. When did you find out you guys were doing Venom and you found out that you were working with Brian and Zombie was going to be doing the artwork? How did that all come to play? So like, as far as the timeline. Okay, so this this it's a long story. So... Back in, like, I think it's like 1921 or <laughs> in 2021. Wow. Um, George called me in, in 1921, you know, on the, on the. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2021, George called me up and said, hey, um, how about you and Brian work on Venom? And, you know, and that's, that's when that began. And I wanted to work with Brian some more. I like, I loved working with Brian on Mando and I was looking forward to doing more things with Brian. So was, what was it like when Brian started designing the game? So then we did you have we, some input into that? 
Oh yeah, of course. Brian and I, I love working with Brian. We're both very collaborative. He, he and I work on rules and he and I work on playfield features and toys. And, um, so the first thing we do, we did on both Mando and Venom is we just go to a room and we start writing stuff down on the whiteboard. And, and we, we decided that, well, we want to, you know, I want to be able to change host. You know, I want to be able to change who you are because Venom needs a host and he can bounce around between them. But the one thing that's kind of new to this game that I haven't done before is you can change host every ball. And and then we started writing everything down on the whiteboard where, where that could lead. And um, we really decided to lean into that. Like, so then he then he's going then he went home and he made drawings of, you know, of the play field physically changing and the early drawings drawings are very different than the latest than the, than the current game but you know the playfield physically changes depending on what host you are and and um and we knew that that was a thing that that we you know like like and then i'm like well let's change the music let's change the rules let's change everything every depending on what host you are so i call up jerry and this is like two or three pinball expos ago i think it was at least two pinball expos ago jerry and i are talking about um I'm like, hey, Jerry, you know, we're going to do this Venom game and you're going to be different host. And I want to do four different music packages, you know, depending on what host you are. And Jerry's like, "Okay, yeah, that um, that sounds like a lot of work. And and it was it's a lot of work for Jerry, but um, it it turned out really, really good. Like if you're standing at the game and you you, and we've got Mark Tremonti and then like somewhere in there, Jody. Jody says, "Hey, Mark Tomani wants to, you know, hook up with you guys and and be part of this project." And so we met with him and we told him what we wanted to do, and he was all on board. He was all excited. And so um, Mark Tomani's music lends itself really, really well to like classic Venom. So we put him on Eddie Brock with classic Venom, and then if you switch to Flash, it goes to sort of a military kind of orchestra music. And then if you switch to Gwen, Gwen Stacy, and you know Gwenum. And it becomes funk, 70s, 70s, you know, kind of with a little Prince kind of twist to it. And then um, if you switch to Peter, it's a, it's 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 techno, right? So and and it worked out really well. Um, I I love because I, you've changed the host, you change the game, the, the playfield changes, everything changes. It's great. You know what? And, I, and, I, and I'm going to jump in here. And by Jerry, you mean Jerry Thompson, sound engineer for Stern. Yeah, One Jerry of the and I guys worked together planet. forever. Yeah, and Jerry's one of the nicest guys you know I've met in pinball. Just a great guy, full of life. So I, I could see him literally biting his tongue, like you want me to do my work four different times for this or six different times. You know what I but, mean? But he said he said okay, and yeah. so off we went. Um, Jerry and I, Jerry has been my sound guy since Ghostbusters, and we've done every game together since Ghostbusters. Yeah, he's Jerry's pretty good at it guy. too. Yeah, no, he's gotten pretty good at the sound thing too. I think he should make a career out of it. Jerry, yeah, he's he's gotten better over the years. Yeah, he's he could go pro any day now. I, you know, he's this close, this close. Yeah, yeah Jerry's awesome. Yeah. Um, so he, it's it's a funny story because because you know I you know Brian and I share everything together, right? And I tell Brian what we're doing and and what I need and what I'm expecting out of Jerry and so forth. And Brian tells me he goes, you know, you're you're too hard on Jerry. You, and I'm like, no, Jerry loves it. He's fine. He'd be okay. <laughs> He, he's used to it at this point in time. He just said, uh, okay, Dwight, yes. whatever, and rolls his eyes and keeps on going. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, well, and, and, the, and, the, and the sound is great. Like, if, I mean, everyone knows, 
you know, all of his Jerry games have been great. So I, I'm lucky to have him. I still laugh at the story of Jerry. I need a, a thrum, a thrum. That's from Star Wars. That's from hyperspace multiball. Hyperspace multiball. I want it. I want it. You know, these these like like lights to come streaming through the game in a rhythm, like every like one a second. Hrum, hrum. And I and and explaining that to Jerry over the phone like took 20 minutes. You know, like he would give me something. And I'm like, no, it has to be a thrum. That was more of a womp. <laughs> and so eventually, eventually Jerry got what I needed. It's like telling the police sketch artist, you need, no, he needs to be taller. He needs to be tall. No, not that tall. Just, you know, faces a little wide. You know, not that way. <laughs> oh, that, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall. I think Brian, Brian's wrong. I'm not too hard on Jerry. <laughs> no, no, you guys have had a good team. Um, and yeah, we, we, are, we are good friends. And we, you know, he when he comes to Stern, he, you know, he lives in Seattle. But when he comes to Stern, he always, he sits in my office, even if he's not working on my game. He sits in my office and then... And we make jokes back and forth. He's over there making sounds for some game. I'm working on whatever I'm working on. And, um, yeah, he's. I love Jerry. I'm tweaking right. myself. I was in Seattle two weeks ago, and I was like, who should I reach out to to say hi or see if we can grab lunch or a drink or something? And I remember Jerry lived in Seattle the day we flew home. I was like, oh, oh I yeah. should have called Jerry and see if we could get a beer or he something. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, he probably would have taken you to his house. He's got... He's got a really nice house, and it, he's got a great collection of, of games, both pinball machines and video games and old vintage toys and a jukebox and all kinds of fun stuff. I would have never seen Michael again is what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's, that is awesome. Well, there's, right. There's lots of, you know, there's lots of guys in the basement that haven't left in years. <laughs> I, what's one more at this point in time, then? It's fine. Yeah. As long as I have the passports, it, it doesn't matter. The game is gorgeous. The coding is interesting. You guys are, are pretty far the code is pretty mature for release you're at what point so that's eight a, three now 0.84 today oh. we fixed a bug and it's um for the stream that we did today um and then we're going to be at southern fried we're going to be at southern fried we'll probably be at 0. 0.85 0. 0.86 for southern fried this coming weekend i'm going to be there brian's going to be there it's the first sort of pinball event where you know where the venom will be so that'll be that'll be fun nice i might so, take a road trip so we're, yeah, we're Atlanta. Quick. So right, which is much closer to you than San Diego. It it truly is. But I have family in San Diego. I don't have any family in Atlanta. But Atlanta is only about three and a half, four hours away. Right. Are you in Jacksonville? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So not too far at all. It's only twelve hours from Chicago, Dwight. We could make it down there in seven, right? Eight. But sort of what you were touching on, and we're, we didn't really talk about, is um, both of you. Venom was a project. Has been a project for a long time. It makes it takes a team of people to make the game. So the game is that's why we're only at like 0.85, even though, you know, we've been thinking about it and designing it since you know 2021. Well, yeah, but I mean, a great code advances over time, and there's been games that have come out with you know great code advances two, three years down the road. Right. You know, it's it's not how how it starts, it's how it winds well, up. But you know. everything. It's not just great code though. It's it's there's a whole team of people on art. And then there's, a, you know, like I, like I said earlier, I have like five or six people on software. And, you know, it, for a long time, it was just sort of like me, Brian, and, and a mechanical engineer just kind of kicking ideas around. But you can't really start the game in earnest until you have a team of people. Yeah. Well, and here, you can, the, the fundamentals of the game look awesome. The shots and everything, right? The artwork, I think Jeremy or Zombietti did a great job on the artwork code you can always you know yeah. fix a bug and do stuff like that but you're not replacing art that's a little 
lackluster or shots that aren't great. No, um, when we go in a box, so we're going to go to box in early September, late August. Um, the code will be close to 1.0. Nice. You can't yeah. beat that either. What did, what did you think of the, the what is your favorite art package? Oh, um, so, so we're all, we're all huge fans of the license. Like I've been, I collected, I collected Spider-Man back in the nineties, back in the eighties the, and the zeros. And um, so I collected all of the Spider-Man issues where Venom first got started. Right. So I was there when Venom began. And um, so for me, the, the best art package is the premium because it, it features Spider-Man on the side. Okay. Man, did you have a preference? I just want one. I don't have a preference. They're all beautiful. We, I mean, Jer- Jeremy's art is beautiful, but I love that you guys love that license to where you put the time in to make it look like it, that. It was right. It was easy. It was easy. I mean, even if it was easy to grab to get Jeremy involved, he's also a huge Spider-Man fan and mm-hmm. a Venom fan, and 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 so you, and it shows in the artwork. So my son, he wants the blue one. He thought the blue. My my son wants the blue one. That one looked the best to him. The LE. Yeah, yeah. You should get one. The, I didn't have the the heart to tell him. There's, you know, that that might not be financially well, possible. You, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. Both of you. I think you and Mike need to get a, an LE, and so do you, Bill. We don't just, have room. <laughs> I got my Foo Fighters showing up in a in a couple of days. In all honesty, since we've been on the phone, Zach's like, hey, I'm shipping your uh, your Foo Fighters up. Oh, that's choices. fun. Uh, that, yeah. we, we, just, we, we have no room. We we are going to be sitting on eight games as of next week, and we have room for five. So we, we got to do something. Well, it will be fun. I have room for three of your games. So I'll come down and pick up three of your four. I'll pick up, pick up four of your games and bring them here. And then you have room for, you know, a Venom. I let me let me let Michael know that we're going to go ahead and make this exchange and I'll be sure to not be here that day because I'm not moving these things. They're way too heavy. <laughs> hey, I'll hey, even Dwight. wax the play field. Dwight, I'll help you get them in your basement. I'm good for that. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's fair because um, I, I don't have a my stairs turns and it's not a fun way to get games down here. Eh, it's it, fine. like it comes down and turns and comes down again. Yeah, that's ours. Do that, too. I, that's why all of our games are on the ground level now. So there's a trick here. So when you have a turn like that, go to the go to like Home Depot or wherever, get a piece of masonite. It's a very slick finished eighth inch piece of hardboard, right? But it's like really smooth. Put that down on your, your and it's landing, flexible. and it's flexible. Yep. Put that on your landing. You can slide that thing better than you can on a wood floor. All right, you're hired, man. You you pick up the masonite and you and I'll drive down and pick up the five games from from Amanda and Mike. There you go. I like, I like it. it. I like where the story is going. So one of my questions that I had is I, I'm not a huge Venom fan, but I do. I'm familiar with him. He is a villain, ultimately, and he's not that nice of a guy or not that nice of a symbiote. Is there a yeah. mature mode or is this is this a game where those who are more mature in age going to enjoy it? Or is it kind of campy and kid friendly or a mix of both? It's it's mostly kid friendly. We're we're, okay. we're keeping it very PG or PG thirteen. Um, there's no, I don't think there's any swear words in the game. Um, now, but he so like, but he says, you know, he says things like, like you know, you look good and tasty too, you know, like like or I want to rip off your arms and eat them, you know. Yeah. But but that's about the extent of it. And the other thing that's like, so he's more of an anti-hero, right? And he's always got 
there's always like two minds in his in his head, right? Because there's always the host. So one thing that we're doing with Venom is um, throughout the game, you know, you're going to whenever whenever the game wants you to shoot a, a particular shot because it will probably help you. And if there's another shot that's also helpful, the two of them are going to argue about it. They're going to be like, shoot the left ramp. No, 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 you should shoot the right ramp. You know, they're going to they're, they're going to and they have lots of really fun like banter to you know to, to persuade the player and tell inform the player what 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 shots the game thinks they should shoot. <laughs> Jokes on them, I I'll like just that. drain. <laughs> I like right. that you used anti-hero. That was that mm-hmm. was a nice touch too. Right. And when you drain, he makes fun of you. Carnage says some things that's Carnage says some things that are a little bit dark. Like Carnage says things like like we're gonna paint the town red with blood or something. And you know, it's time to kill, right? That's that's about as dark as it gets. But that is Carnage's character too. So. <laughs> that's Carnage's character, right? The funny thing that he says that cracks me up every time I hear it is he goes, "You're, you know, like, like you, like so the Carnage toy, you, so the Carnage toy, you hit it and he, and you keep knocking him back, knocking him back, and every time you knock him back, he makes fun of you." And he's, and one, one, one of the things he says is like, "Your mother called. She's really disappointed in you." Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it it, it kind of taunts you like the ringmaster in circus. Is, you like know, you know, like is that the best you got? You hit like a girl. He does. He says that. Yeah, I think so. So there's some cool mechs in this game, too. There's a couple of physical ball locks. It's a fast-flowing game. It's got some toys. That Carnage, I don't want to call him a bash toy, but he kind of almost is. It's it's a it's a, it's sort of a bash toy. It's a bash toy. It's somewhere between like a bash toy and the old Barry Target, right? It's it's... He's, it's a Newton ball with a captive ball, and then you knock the captive ball back in the carnage, knocking him back. And the further, and, and then all of his travels back, his backwards travels sort of lock into place. Like so, the more, the further you knock him back, he doesn't come back down again. He can, and he does at higher levels. Like like after you've beaten him once, he'll start coming back down at you. Like you'll hit him back, and he'll come back down. You'll hit him back, and he'll come back down. And you have to like like be persistent at it to get him to go all the way back. That, and then there's also the doppelganger mech. The doppelganger is this three this three bank of 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 swinging targets that comes swinging out. So the doppelganger sort of attacks you know you at random. It feels like it's a random and it's not. But um, he'll he can attack any time throughout the game. But it's like there's no there's no real warning. I mean other than it, so it takes infected kills, infected not kills, infected defeated to to like at thresholds of defeating infected which is this this other villain doppelganger will attack but since you're not really you know like that we keep track of that in the display but you won't know you don't know unless you look up where you are where how close you are to the next doppelganger attack it feels like he just attacks at random all throughout the game you can be in the middle of a multi-ball in the middle of a battle anything and doppelganger will swing out and attack you that's cool Um, and it it looks like from the rules infected actually has a lot more going for it than just doppelganger coming out that's going to be your multipliers that's going to be your extra ball that's going to be what is light your bonus, scream? Your bonus multiplier was what okay what is light scream is that that just brings well, back some uh scream stuff is, from scream ghostbusters is scream is okay. a villain no it's, it has nothing to do with ghostbusters it's not a real <laughs> scream scream okay. is a character so so some of the symbiotes that a lot of people don't know are they have like one word names from the 90s they're riot and phage and agony and scream and toxin and um scream is the video mode in the game scream is pretty cool okay 
You guys definitely made Jeremy do some work. There was, what, 20 different characters he illustrated on this play field or something ridiculous like that? Yeah, there, there are. There's and, and, and several of the characters are illustrated more than once. That is so awesome. It, it, it's a lot of work. And we have, so we have speech from 18 different characters. Holy cow. You know, it's a speech in the game. Well, it's it's not quite there yet. It's one. It's it's why we're only at 0.85, but um, but speech is coming. Wow. So in this game, real quick, you you brought up something in my mind that I want to ask you. Does this game have Midnight Madness in it or no? It currently does not. Okay. Is it's currently option? not planned to have okay. Midnight Madness. I'm kind of waiting for nobody to mention it, and then it good will job, Bill. Maybe on the next one, Bill, if you don't talk about well, it. Well, Pinside keeps mentioning it. Pinside keeps mentioning it too, so I'm like waiting for it to just die away and become this thing that that happened like back in the past, and then it will show up again. Okay, so that's one of the coolest things, you know, and I'm scared. It is, it is, and I would love to bring it back. I can't, and I will bring it back someday. Okay. So, what is your favorite feature on this game, Dwight? On the on Venom, I have a lot. On Venom, yeah. So another like another feature I'm like. Another thing that I'm kind of proud of is I've added I've added a new thing. So in the last few games, I've added one new thing that I think is is a little bit innovative. And of course, this one isn't innovative either. Like so, we added like team play, and then we added co-op and monster play and possible play. But and I didn't want to add another play because that's just kind of getting crowded. So this time, I added a thing that I'm calling speed run. So the game tracks thousands of a second you've spent since you first plunge until you beat the final boss so game after game after game it tracks your time and the time just keeps growing up and and every time you log back in and you continue your progress toward beating the final boss it's tracking your time and then when you beat your final boss and i think for most people it'll it'll be hours you know then it'll it'll that'll it'll lock that in as your best time and then you'll and then when you beat null which is the final boss you the timer resets your level resets your experience points go back to zero so you go back to zero experience points you lose all of the team up people you had you lose all of your progress and your next speed run begins but you get to unlock one of the unlocked characters you can then unlock hulk captain america or wolverine which are three of the locked characters behind beating null and, and if you're logged in they'll stay unlocked with you forever so you unlock one, and then the next time you beat no, you'll unlock another one. The next time you beat no, you'll unlock a third. And you're and you're making new and better, hopefully better, speedruns each time. And eventually you're going to be like, all right, I just want to try and beat my speedrun. And you're going to try and figure out, well, what combination, what strategy should I use? What host should I change from this moment to the next moment, from one ball to the next across dozens of games? games you know to to beat null faster than i've ever beaten before that's really cool i like that idea that's neat i think that would be I, really I, fun to see i'm hoping people like it we'll see well you know it's 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 just now like it's going to take a while for people just to realize what the rules are and what the hosts do and what their advantages are and it'll take a long time for that to even sort of sink into everyone and then at some point the whole speedrun thing will click and they'll be like oh i want to beat my speedrun time and that makes sense, too. And I can see, you know, competitions and streams and bragging rights and things of that nature, too, of who's got the yep. fastest speed run. Yep. And speed run is one of the one of the one of the things you can go right now and see. Of course, you know, no one's played it yet except for the people at Comic-Con. But you can go right now and see what your best speed run time is. And and from everyone, it'll just be a dash because you don't have one yet. As soon as you've played one game, your best speed run time will be 
like um like 99 hours 99 hours 59 minutes 59 seconds and 999 thousandths of a second that's the max time i know I like what my that. goal is <laughs> it's almost like an homage to the 333 it it's kind of like an homage to the 333 but it's not you you have a couple modes in here that are interesting one of them is um grendel the flippers reverse yep the flippers reverse why, why? Because well so so they only reverse if you so every every boss times out like every boss you know is sitting there and his light will his light will be white and then it will start blinking and it will start timing out and it will get red and when it goes when it's timing out really 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 fast he's about to do a special attack against you and if you let him do a special attack against you he's going to do something you don't want him to do the minor bosses just regenerate they just gain back some of the health that you've taken away from them and they make you take it away again the major you know the major boss grendel he he reverses the flippers and null turns the whole starts turning the whole playfield dark and and that's kind of fun and, all, and null also has this thing called shield like so if, if if null gets to do a special attack because you let him and what i mean by let him like like you can stop any of the bosses from doing a special attack by hitting them with one of the larger attacks or doing a special attack of your own. If you do that, their timer will reset and then it'll take them longer than to do their own special attack. Grendel's special attack is reversing the flippers. Noel has like three different ones he, he, he switches between, including turning off one of your flippers. So don't let Noel get a special attack in. Nice. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I like that it's different like that. And another one of his is called Shield. And what he does is he'll he'll turn all of the shots green, and then you can't progress while he has a shield on. But so the, what you do is you just shoot any of the shots, and then they'll turn the green will go away, and they'll you know that one shot doesn't count. These rules are insane. I'm I'm just I'm scrolling through them for like the fifth time today, and your team's brains are amazing places. <laughs> well, that's not what my wife says. <laughs> you get a chance go on to stern's website look at these rules it, it's amazing i i'm so excited to see good players play this so that i can see the work coded into it yeah. in action if you just play and log back in and log back in and log back in you'll level up and you'll eventually see it all as well i will yeah. but it is the game so has bad. the game is mostly the game has lots of breath so you'll see all of the breath fairly easily like you can easily get to multi-ball you can easily beat up on carnage you can get to Rampage, you can get to Bloodlust. All of it is doable by most our players. I like that it's it's user-friendly like that, that, that it's not you have to be the best player to see all this stuff. I mean, you're going to have to put some time in to do it, but, you know, we invented, it's attainable. So Toxin Team Up is a low-level wizard mode that we invented because we watched Gary Stern play. So Gary Stern was in my office, and Brian and I were there, and he got the three... He got the three main modes in the game. He got Carnage Multiball, he got Mayhem Multiball, and he got Doppelganger. And he just flipped the ball around. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. And we, and then he left, and we were thinking, well, we need a wizard mode that somebody like Gary can go after, and that's Toxic Team-Up. Toxic Team-Up is a, a, a last-second kind of wizard mode that we added just because we watched Gary play. And Toxic Team-Up, only, its only requirements are start Doppelganger, start Mayhem Multiball, start Carnage, and Toxic Team-Up will be lit on the scoop. And it's a very doable, low-level wizard mode. Yeah, that's rewarding. You know, I think about, like, my daughter, and she doesn't follow stuff like that too easy, but that sounds like one that is attainable for her. You know what I mean? And it's those low, you know, low-hanging fruit as far as mode goes that yeah, you I think won't really do it most in. of the time. Like, you won't do it most of the time. 
But you know, like, like even when I play, I'll, I'll have three games in a row where I don't start any of those things. But then you can start, and you can, and the, this game has lots of stacking. There's an amazing amount of stacking. So you can stack Mayhem with Carnage, and it's fairly easy to do. And what's awesome is, is there's a second, there's two sets of generic arrows across most of the shots. So like Carnage multi-ball has its own lights and mayhem will have its own lights so they don't like step on each other you can see what you need to do for carnage and you can see what you need to do for mayhem multi-ball both at the same time so you can stack mayhem multi-ball with carnage and then doppelganger like i said earlier will just attack you in the middle of that kind of at random and then you can do spiders you can do spider sense on top of that you can do bell tower frenzy on top of that so you can have lots of things stacked all at once that's awesome i'm really excited to play this dwight i'm excited about it too i thought it was kind of cool too bell tower it literally has a bell there's a physical it has a little bell yep. bell yep a physical bell so the bell tower is this it's this like metal box with a bell tower artwork decals that jeremy drew and 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 it has a cutout at the top and a little swinging bell at the top that is so cool I don't know why yeah. I saw that when Seth was was doing the video when you guys you know did the the initial teaser video and I was like they put a bell in there that is the best thing I don't know why it tickled me I thought it was great and and Bell Tower is part of the lore Bell Tower is important to the whole Venom story because symbiotes two of their their only two weaknesses are sound and fire and that's why there's a flamethrower in the game brought the flamethrower back from Mandalorian but it's very different and in my opinion it's much cooler than the one in Mandalorian the flamethrower in venom is and it's it's passive so once you get the flamethrower you don't have to do anything you don't have to think about it it's just going to light a shot out on the play field for you and if you shoot that shot it'll give you that shot and the two shots next to it so you'll light three shots on fire every time you shoot the flamethrower shot that is cool i like that yeah it's very fun can you code that in a mandalorian for me please i cannot no dang it it was worth a try so dwight we've talked a lot about venom Right? Great game. Can't wait to play it. Um, looks awesome. Another Brian Eddy zombie Dwight combo. Ah, um, I'm sorry. Looking forward to it. That's the hard part is waiting. But what is going on with Dwight these days? All right. So I have a personal request. I want to I wanna ask Amanda and Bill for like three minutes of time, you know, for me to make this personal request. So there's there were two people that were really nice to me in the pinball community. And I was not. Well, I, I, don't, I wasn't unnice, but... But I wasn't as nice as I should have been, and I regret it. And I, I want to reach out to these two people, and if they can get a hold of me and tell me, you know, that who they are, I'd like to thank them properly. And one of them was in 2018. I was at MGC at the convention in, in Milwaukee, and and I was just in my own world. I was in line to buy a cookie, and somebody came up and knew who I was. And I think his name was Brian. I don't sure what his name was, and then and then we were chatting and making small talk. And he bought me my cookie. And, you know, then I just sort of took it and I left. And I didn't really thank him properly or or I get his name. And I would love for him to write me at Dwight.Sullivan at SternPinball.com and tell me who he is. Because I would, I would, because I, because I was, I, I then I took my cookie and I'm in my own world. And I, I got on the escalator and it's extremely crowded. And I went up the escalator and there's like 300 people around. And then I, and then I came to my senses. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't even know who just bought me a cookie. And then I went to the railing and I was looking for him down at the railing, down on the floor, and he was gone. He's 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 bought his cookie and he he went on somewhere else. If you're the guy that bought me a cookie at MGC in 2018, please write me and tell me because I would love to thank you properly. And there's a you, you have to write what kind of cookie it was. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah. But if, if yeah. you remember, and, and if you don't, if you want to try and cheat me, just go for it. I, I've got ways of knowing. I'll I'll know because I remember I remember what you looked like. All right. So then number two. So last year at Pinball Expo, we were we we had the Stern signing, right? So there was like a a room full of people just signing autographs that only worked at Stern, and it was it turned out to be a great thing because tons of unsung heroes who normally no, nobody ever sees came and gave autographs to dozens of people that lined up to get autographs. And it turned out, I, I love that part of it, but one person came through the line and he had the box cover of the board game that I designed, Nobleman. And it, I was struck like, oh my God, somebody knew enough that I, like in 2020, in 2012, made a board game, you know, and, and bought it and, and brought it to the Stern signing and had me sign my name on it. Um, I would love to know this person's name and thank him more properly as well. That was such a, a great moment for me, and I didn't handle it as well as I'd like to have. And so so I'm, I'm wasting Amanda and Bill's time with this personal request, but I would like to, I would like, if you know these people, tell them I'm, I need to hear from them. And if you are these people, write me, please. Dwight, yeah. love you. Love that that is still on your mind years later. And that you want to make right. And and honestly, for somebody to bring the Nobleman game and have you sign it is awesome. And it's not often that 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 you're at a loss for words or you're you're out of your your realm and you can't think about like, hey, thank you so much for doing this. So that's pretty awesome, even just to hear that story because you're normally quick on your feet. It doesn't matter uh, the situation. I mean, granted, your brain is always going 100 miles an hour. That was a very special moment, and like. All of my friends who were sitting next to me, they were like, look what he's got, look what he's doing, look what he's got. And and I was like, you know, this guy is awesome. And I and I didn't I didn't tell him that. And and I would love to. I know you've probably signed thousands of things in your life, but have you ever signed that game cover before? I've signed yeah. So so some of my friends have the game because they, you know, they're like, Oh, Dwight's made a game, I'm gonna go buy a copy. And then I've signed their rules. I've signed their rule sheets. I've signed maybe three total Right, including this guy's, right. By telling this story, you realize you're going to be like signing 50 of these at Expo or MGC next year, right? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Okay. Bring it, right. bring it. You can always waste our time for things like this because that is such a cool story in general. And the fact that you remember, so that's what's cool. That's why I love this community. You remember these things. I don't yeah, remember I, what I had for dinner. <laughs> well, hey, I, do. I was there. I was watching you. I was... Oh, well, nice. Did I eat? Because I forget to do that sometimes. <laughs> Hey, those are the memories, though. You know, it's all these kinds of things that brings us all together. Dwight, I know you've been crazy busy this week. Thank you so much for taking time to spend with us on the show. We love having you in general. We're so thrilled for the game. Congratulations to the team. It's beautiful. It looks amazing. And I can't wait to put my hands on it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. The team. So there's lots of unsung heroes. There's lots of people on the team. Brian and I are just the front, the face um, but we can't get it done without a team, and oh. they've done an amazing job with this game. It looks so cool. I I know Hottie from Frisco Pinball was very excited when this was announced. Yeah. I yesterday I did I tell you I made him. Um, he's now the default initials for Challenge Mode Champion. I heard about it. He is very excited. I think he's still bouncing around in his room like a rubber ball. Very right. excited about that. So that was very cool of you to do too. And it he was is fun so passionate his- about it. Yep, and then his friends go, I can't wait to get one at my house, and then so I can just take that initials from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I mean, in fairness, that's what they're going to do, or try to. But he 
is the default now. All right, this was great, guys. I had a blast. Um, thanks for letting me vent a little bit and 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 be and give me something diverting from working and working and working. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, you can always reach out to us, freeplaypinballpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out, freeplaypinballpodcast on Facebook. We still hang out in some of the TPN chat rooms from time to time. Bill occasionally will stream. Every once in a while, you'll see me lurking in the shadows as well. Love to hear your opinions if they're nice. If you bought Dwight a cookie in 2018, or if you had Dwight sign your game at Expo last year, reach out and let them know. With that, we will call it the end of the show. All right. So long, everybody. Can't take you anywhere nice. <laughs> you know what's nice is I can see Dwight laughing, but I don't hear it. So I know he's hearing this. See, see, even he's singing Lean on Me. I don't think that's what he said. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Um, I'm sorry to delay, but... Lean on me, me. Oh, boy. When you're not strong, I'll be your friend. friend. Oh, that is making the final cut. I'm just letting you both know that's going on there.